At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help or PTS injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to trauma recovery is clear. Three, two, one, and we're rolling with Dean hey. Owen. How's it going, brother? Yeah, it's not too, it's not too bad. Bit cold, wet, but probably uh, a little bit warmer. Cold, wet. Uh, that's what you've got. <laughs> pr- pretty normal for a December in in England. Yeah, oh, definitely. Pretty definitely. normal. Uh, in Okotoks here, with some people call this Little England. Uh, there's a pile of people from the UK that live here, and. They are not going back because all winter long it's sunshine. And even when it's 30 below, which is only a couple of weeks a year, the sunshine is what they get addicted to. And, that, and that's it. There's no dreary at all. It's bright blue skies. So, and, and I'm not a realtor anymore, so I'm not trying to sell you a house. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying to move over there. Uh, Dean, I'm uh, really glad to have you on today. I've seen that you have a significant presence on LinkedIn and on Facebook, um, really showing yourself as a resource. And I have found here in my interactions with uh, UK veterans that even though uh, in Canada it's not great for veteran support, in uh, the UK it's even worse. And it's people like yourself that are stepping up to fill that gap. Uh, Would you say that's fairly accurate from your perspective? Yeah, uh, without, uh, without a doubt, uh, without a doubt, it's, uh, there is the help out there um, for the larger organisations, um, but we tend to get um, a lot more a lot more done uh, than these larger organisations because we can move at a fairly rapid uh, rapid pace. Sure, you don't get bogged down in the uh, bureaucracy. Oh no, God no. Um, at the minute, I think we're looking at uh, for the veteran or any member of the emergency services that, that we also look after. Um, they're looking at anything from six months uh, onwards to get some sort of therapy uh, going. We can we can have somebody in therapy within 40, 48 hours. Uh, but as quick as that, we cut all the red tape out and we're straight in there. We know the guys and the girls need the help and we're giving it. By the time somebody reaches out for help, they're already at the end of the rope and they don't have time to wait. Uh, when I was uh, scraping bottom and finally reached out, it took 10 months to actually see a therapist. And the stop gaps in between were not great. So it's, uh, and that's part of the reason I created Operation Tango Romeo as a online version of peer support resources, uh, highlighting people like yourself so that people can learn about you through Tango Romeo and then decide, is, uh, is this for me? Um, am, am I, am I alone? Am I not alone? What are my options? So, uh, let's, um, actually start with the term no duff. Uh, that's a, that's a UK thing, I think. Yeah, it's the uh, UK Forces communication um, code word, if you wanna, if you wanna call it that. So, if we're on military exercises, or in Canada, I think you call it manoeuvres, uh, a message can come out over the radio, and if it comes out uh, as an old duff message, the radio falls silence, 
and we get the help. Everything stops, and we get the help to whatever uh, whatever call sign is shouted out uh, the no duff uh, message. With it being part of uh, my organisation's name, it means exactly that. I will stop everything what I'm doing to get that person the help that they need. So yeah, so that's uh, that's where the term no duff comes in. I don't know what you've got in in Canada um, uh, for it, but yeah. Well, it's um, critical, and I personally know stories of people that well one guy in particular he had a gun in his mouth and he was uh, starting to squeeze the trigger and uh what interrupted is probably a seven pound trigger he had two pounds on it then his phone lit up and he saw uh, the name of his friend on the phone and that just kind of snapped him out of that fog that fogged zombie moment where you're just kind of on this bizarre autopilot and i've been on that edge more yeah. more times than i care to remember um but he let go of the trigger, picked up his phone, and uh, just somehow his his friend thought he should actually circle around and 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 pick up the phone. And good thing he did because uh, the back of his head just about came off. Uh, had he not called, that would have happened. But uh, providence was there, and and he got and he got the help, and he's still alive today because that incident was like six years ago when he was squeezing that trigger. But that's the power of peer support. Now. Um, peer support is a huge part of what you provide. How would you define peer support from your perspective? Uh, from, somebody who's walked the walk, somebody who's been uh, experienced, um, what, what, whatever it is, whether it's the military, whether it's the emergency services, somebody who has been uh, and can relate, can actually relate to that individual uh, that, that they're going to be referring to. Um, we can also give the support in the fact that we've gone through those stages. We've gone through those stages of being at that point, um, of, of, of having you spoke about somebody there with, uh, with, a, with a pistol. Um, mine was an image of my children, uh, my sons, that came into my head, um, and that actually stopped stop me so in a way that's that's kind of peer to peer and i'm lucky in the sense that my my two boys have followed me down my tracks one's in the military uh is in my old regiment uh um, my eldest son is actually serving uh a serving police officer in the uh, in the uk um so i've often found that they're, they're my peer to peer uh support so it could be friends or family but i think we kind of Stick to our own. Uh, I wouldn't go and talk to uh, my wife. I wouldn't go and talk to me, my mother. It would always be to to my two boys, to my two sons, because they're experiencing the things that that I am, um, and they've got an understanding. And of course, British as a British soldier, what do we do? We take we can take the piss. You know, we're not we're not offended. Um, you know, and, and it's the, the whole military banter comes into it, and that can sometimes snap you out of uh, certain situations that, that what we call crisis crisis points. That military banter, when uh, that's part of the difficulty of transition to civilian life, you, know, you, you keep, you keep <laughs> yeah. using the same uh, terminology and the same form of humor, and people look at you in shock and horror. 
And uh, he's like, well, but that's that's some funny shit, man. That's the funniest yeah. stuff there is. Uh, the nicknames that we come up uh, for, for things are absolutely hilarious. Uh, we had one major, and uh, his nickname was Buffy, Buffy the Morale Slayer. You know, that's, <laughs> it, was, it was just so good. And, uh, and I'm sure he knew that that was the name too. But uh, when you try to translate that to the civilian world, it just doesn't land. And then that's, that creates the, uh, is a big part of what creates the isolation. And you feel alone. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's the, the other people don't get it. Um, we do develop that dark sense of, dark sense of humor. Um, that, that's only found uh, in between between us and the emergency services. Um, nobody else gets it, and, and like you said, like people will look at you as if you've got two, two heads when you're laughing about something so dark. But uh, well, even let's talk about suicide. We can laugh. It sounds awful, less. Um, but when I've been discussing suicide, my own personal. Uh, journey through through that. I've laughed and I've joked about it, and then people have gone, "But oh, you can't, you can't say that. You can't joke about that." No, what I'm doing is I'm talking about it. I can laugh at it, but I'm laughing at myself, you know, and I'm I'm laughing with the banter and things like that. Now, if an outside person was to come in who hasn't experienced that, then it becomes awkward, you know, and the whole political correctness kind of things, you know, you know, I get that there's a line that we've got to draw, but when it, when it comes down to it, the banter, um, you, you know, that's what we, we rely on as, as servicemen. I, I, I don't believe we become civilians. Um, I don't believe for that one minute. I always believe that we, you know, we're termed as veterans, um, you know, so we can, we, we've got, we've still got that connection. There's nothing civil about war, and the root word of civilian is civil. Well, war is the exact opposite of civil. It's uh, extreme violence. Uh, uh, People romanticize what our job is. Our job is to kill people. That is the job, either with bombs or bullets or knives or my fists or a rock if need be, but that's the job, and it's not a normal job. It's not a mentally healthy job. But at the end of the day, to, uh, to close with and destroy the enemy means to kill. And they don't even say destroy anymore. It's uh, close with and overwhelm the, um, the enemy. Yeah. That, that, means, <laughs> that means kill. But it's all these stupid euphemisms that we're using that sanitizes the, the dark reality of the job. And when the ding-dongs come up to us and say, did you ever kill anybody? You know, they don't know any better. They, they don't understand that that's an insanely personal question. And taking a life isn't cool. It's, it's not a video game. It's a burden. It's a cross that you bear for the rest of your life. And uh, it's, it's not something that, that we take lightly. No, uh, you're right to say that. That is it. what we're trained uh, to do. I do. For instance, I mean, I, I joined the, uh, the British Army. And I was 16. I think we're the, the only country in the in the world that that, that sort of allows that or civilized. Oh, uh, we we, we the, do as well. Uh, matter of fact, my oldest boy will be joining the reserves at 16, but you can't right. join the so you, you can't the, join the rigs, but you can join the reserves at 16, but you can't be deployed. 
which is good. <laughs> Who the hell would want to deploy a 16-year-old? 18 is still too young. But, but that's, that's when I look back now, and I, th- I think when I was doing it at certain, a- certain ages, um, it, it is my, it, it, it's mind-blowing, absolutely uh, mind-blowing what we was getting taught as a 16-year-old. Uh, and what to do now? We was part of what what's called a junior. It was called the junior leaders uh, regiment, or a junior leaders squad squadron. And we we were we getting told how to shoot people, uh, basic unarmed combat skills. You, you know, and uh, basically, how to, there's no easy way of putting it. How to kill somebody. Um, in the British Army, I'm sure it's the same in the Canadian Army, the, uh, the US, that it doesn't matter what trade that you go into, the first thing is you are assault, and that's what you're trained to do. Your trade comes second. Well, it's, um, so, yeah. it's a little bit different for us now, but uh, back in back in my day, when the dinosaurs were on the earth, <laughs> Um, everybody went through the same basic training, regardless of element. So whether you're land, air, or sea, and um, uh, and regardless of trade, everybody went through basic, which basically meant you knew how to polish your boots and to kind of shoot a weapon uh, relatively safely. <laughs> it's just basic weapons handling uh, for the primary rifle, and and that was it, and that's what you learned. So that was all. So on your, in your basic training, you would have the the army, the navy, the uh, the, I think the the Royal Canadian Air Force. Yeah, all. So of them. you'd all be in the same. Wow, God, that's that is different. It was yeah. uh, uh, they'd plot. Uh, it's just ten weeks. It's just basic orientation, how to be a member of the military kind of training. And uh, it was interesting, though, the people that were in Air Force or uh, other trades, and they'd say, so what are you doing, Army? Well, well, but what? Infantry. And they always would go, ooh. <laughs> 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 ooh, really? Uh, yeah, geez, you're yeah, nuts. You don't, you don't want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was a little bit intimidated by the time I got to battle school. So basic <clears throat> basic was ten weeks, and then battle school was another sixteen weeks, and then by the end of that, uh, you're you're a pretty hard soldier. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, at sixty hour basic training uh, was just short of uh, a year, um, so it, it was a long it was a long time, and it was it was it was hard. <laughs> there was no ifs or buts about it. It was hard. It was hard training, uh, and then. We have to go on to our, um, we used to call it trade training, they call it phase two, phase two training now, which was then learning new trade. So the Royal Corps of Signals, uh, and then my trade, I became uh, a radio operator. Uh, and then I, I subsequently uh, was transferred into the uh, the Royal Tank Regiments, which I might add is one of the finest regiments in the British Army. <laughs> Got to get that in. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, what did you do, Mark? What was I was light infantry. So, oh, right. Our, our regiment. Uh, so, not just infantry, light infantry. Uh, yeah, now, now you the same as the British is the British light infantry where you do that daft march at so many uh, paces a minute. 
Well, uh, I don't know. We, we, we do our annual uh, BFTs, uh, battle fitness tests. Uh, we call them two by tens. They don't even do that anymore. And actually, at that time, we would do our uh, annual 32K ruck march as well in under six hours. And uh, uh, I wish I was exaggerating. I'm just not. The rucks were typically between 70 and 100 pounds, depending on what platoon you're in. And uh, 20, so 20 miles, uh, 32 Ks, six hours, and go. <laughs> Good times. We do that every I'm year. Glad I, I'm glad I was in the Royal Sand Regiment. <laughs> Good times. So um, being that peer support is a big part of what the No Duff group does, um, what are some of the do's and don'ts of peer support, uh, the top three on each side, if you could? Oh. Uh, do you know that's a question I've not been asked um, a don't would definitely be don't bullshit am I allowed to say this on your oh, no, you can swear oh, all you fucking oh, right, want great. <laughs> um, I, feel, I feel safe now <laughs> well you know what that's, uh, yeah. that's, uh, I think right there is, is one of the rules of peer support you know uh, make a comfortable environment and um, it, I mean, I don't go out of my way to swear on the show, but if it's if it's the time and place, it's the time and place, and it's uh, it's fine. We're not on uh, romper room here. Yeah, I, th- I think I never bullshit. I, I, I'll never bullshit uh, somebody. If I think, um, how can I put it? If they're in crisis or something, something like that, I will approach them. I, I would like I was in the military. Uh, a lot of our guys, I know. Uh, Anyway, so when I'm allowed to uh, approach him, I'll be like, you know, come on then, tell me about it. What the fucking hell's gone on? And then they'll start speaking. If you look at it from a clinical point of view, it'll be, oh, no, you can't, can't say that, don't say this. You don't appreciate it. Speak to them normal. Speak to them like a human being, an adult human being. There's so many times that people get patronised. Yeah. Um, uh, over it, I've I, I've come away from some therapy sessions that I've personally been in that um, that I've, I felt like an arty boy. Um, that uh, what what you've done is 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 so wrong. Um, take some of these tablets and and we'll, we'll see you again. Don't do it again, and then you kind of left. So never give never never bullshit. Never lie. Definitely never lies. Say it as it is, and how it is. Direct, you know, straight, straight at it. Um, so that was a, that was a do. Oh, sorry, I don't. So say, empathise. Do empathise with uh, with, uh, with them. Um, do do be honest in the fact that you have been there. And again, I'll, I'll go back to uh, the, uh, the bullshit side of it. You, you know, don't lie. Um, be be upfront. Don't exaggerate your service. Uh, in the UK, we have a thing called Walter Mitties. It's I everywhere, it's... brother. It's absolutely <laughs> everywhere. <Yeah. laughs> and uh, uh, because you soon, they, they soon get found out. Um, we have, I think, out the the sister time that started no Duff, uh, we have had uh, one. Um, that it's kind of slipped through the slipped through the net, uh, and it wasn't even. Um, 
I couldn't believe it when I saw the pictures of the, what this guy was wearing. It was I thought, how was this filtered through? It was unbelievable. It was proper dad's army type, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so um, be honest, empathise, um, be humble uh, is another one. Um, never look. You should never look down on somebody. Uh, but I believe this. Uh, I believe this in my own kind of faith. Anyway, you should never look down on somebody unless you're there to look down and you're helping them back up because you don't know what they've been through. They don't know what you've been through. But once once you start that empathy side of things and you get talking and you, and you smash those barriers down, um, it, it's an open uh, game. Then you know you've got the the conversation starts to flow with them. So, what are some of the services that you either support or provide? Uh, obviously, we do the uh, the peer to peer aspects of it. Um, now, now that uh, with the advent of technology, social media, um, so what you're doing now is a form of of peer to peer. We've got a kind of like a private Facebook page, um, which basically started off with just guys and girls who I, who I personally knew. Uh, were suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder or combat or complex PTSD, etc. And it started a small number and then it just it, it kind of kind of grew from there uh, to what we've got now, which is just short of a thousand, uh, a thousand members. Um, it started off little interactions on Facebook uh, and then it was a kind of, do I pick the phone up? And I thought, I just thought, no, but up and I pick the phone up and I go, no, Smudge, are you all right, Smudge? How's it going? What what's happened? And then I found myself that I was helping them uh, in other uh, in other ways. Um, we've we've got on the old duff. We've got a full counselling team, so we can we can accept referrals. Uh, so we, we we cover everything from normal normal counselling to bereavements. Uh, cognitive behaviour therapy, um, the EMDR, um, uh, which apparently is fantastic, uh, and something that's called transdiagnostic uh, therapy. So we can we can offer we can offer all those therapies. We can also do it as a face to face, or we can online. Um, by, by this means, Zoom or Skype or which, whichever platform that you want to uh, you want to go you go on. I, so yeah, I encourage you, Dean, to have a look at a show I did about four episodes, somewhere around episode seventy two, um, maybe seventy one, but it's called Meta Medical Solutions. And have a look at that. It is a um, and the uh, it's only four bucks a month for uh, veterans, something like that, and ten bucks a month for everybody else. But um, it is. Are you familiar with entrainment therapy? Sorry, what was that? Entrainment therapy, and it's uh, it's been around. It's been been around a great long time. Uh, but they do it through an app on the phone. So they play the lovely music, but um, hidden and embedded in that music uh, are particular hertz frequencies that your brain will follow along with. So if you are in a depression, in a depression or in a high anxiety, your brain is vibrating at that particular hertz. So they give you a different hertz and uh, like a more healthy, correct hertz. 
and your brain plays follow the leader and starts following it uh, quite quickly. So, um, and there's all kinds of like on the app, it's meta medical solutions and, uh, uh, you'll see the, I think it's episode 71, give it a listen and all the links, uh, are, are on there. You can go right to the website, but, um, for, for what you do when somebody is really in a flap, um, it's great just to level them off before you even have a conversation. Just put this on, listen to these headphones I'll be back in half an hour, you know, and now let's talk. How do you feel? Yeah. Because it's difficult when somebody's really elevated, it's difficult. Yeah, uh, it sounds a little bit like what I think what we call grounding. Mm. Uh, where we'd ask them to, we'd ask somebody to look at certain objects within within what, the room. What are five uh, things that are blue? Know, what are five th- yeah. Yeah. So so uh, I'm aware of that, but I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in uh, in that. So it's interesting to listen to it. Perfect. It's not whale music, is it? <laughs> well, there there is some. Uh, like it depends on which one that you choose. But there's stuff like that. But it's um, the music is just the cover. It's just the rapping. It's what's going on behind the scenes that you can't really detect. And it works like a hot dam. Uh, I use it for nightmares uh, because my nightmares are just the shits. They're horrible. Um, uh-huh. But I uh, use a, uh, the deep sleep app and that helps. Most of us suffer from a lack of decent sleep. So there's uh, different programs for that. Um, some people, they have trouble staying into a book. So they, they can't, um, they start, try to read a book and then they get like two sentences in and they just, their mind floats off. So there's, there's something for that so that you can actually stay engaged in the book. Um, it's, it's really quite remarkable stuff. Meta, meta medical solutions. I will have a look at that because I I do have a tendency to, if, if I start reading, uh, and you're right. Within about two or three sentences, my 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 mind is just just gone, yeah. and I, I'm not concentrating on. So yeah, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Well, um, so are there any other uh, services that you provide or or that you're a part of that uh, we haven't covered? Um, no, the the main uh, the main ones that we uh, that we do uh, sort of cover. I mean. We do. We are starting to get involved in the rehousing, uh, the rehousing um, side of things for the veterans. Um, we also do uh, well-being pro- programs. Um, so we've got a fitness program where we, uh, one of my directors, he, he does boot camps. Uh, so, so we'll do that. It's been a bit difficult with COVID yeah. uh, and with what's going on, but we've able to do that again uh, on online um, we've got on the Facebook side of things we've got a gardening page a lot of people find therapeutic stuff in gar- uh, gardening and we've also got one that's called uh, no uh, no duff scoff it's the scoff page um, scoff again was like a, a, a British army scene but it's also um, a place uh, jargon for for your dinner, chow, or whatever you you know um, you're using the Canadian uh, forces there. So it's just basically like a re- uh, a recipe uh, type page, but 
people are into it. It, it keeps the mind occupied. Hey, crack on. I, I'm all up for, you know, try trying anything, get in there, have a go. You know, and if it keeps you on this, on this earth that little bit longer, fantastic. Well, and that's, that's the mission. Uh, the mission of Tango Romeo is to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support easily accessible and uh, the path to recovery and help for PTS injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to recovery is clear. And, um, and that's what you're doing. That's what I'm attempting to do. And it's, it's critical because we all know way too many people that have taken their own life, that have died by suicide. And uh, I've certainly been at the edge. Uh, I think you alluded that you've been at the edge. And it's a shit place. Even if you survive it, it's a shit place to be when all, when you're just plagued by those thoughts all the time. Luckily, yeah. I've, I've been clear for, for a month or two. It's I'm on a nice little up, uptick. But uh, I'm just waiting for the downtick because it's, it's always going to happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, I'm, do you find uh, I do? Um, that I find when I'm, I'm only uh, sort of yeah I'm up here. Then I, then I do start to think when's this when's it going to happen again? When am I going to be hit by this? These dogs that are chasing me, um, or the demons? The demons are coming. When are they coming? Uh, uh, and you do start to think about that. When's when's my fall going to actually happen? You know, um, and I think that's. Anxiety, anxiety and like a paranoia thing that we almost get suckered into and it's trying to keep away from that thought as well. well know, when, when am I going to fall? When you are on the good cycle and you're feeling good, it's just all the more important to hit the gym, get active, build those habits while you're feeling good so that when you get hit with the other side of it, um, you've already got those habits in play. And then... The next trick is to push through when you really don't feel like it. Yeah. When you, all you want to do is stay That's in bed true. all day, put, f- dig down super deep and push through and keep going to the gym or going for your walks or whatever. Uh, you've got to keep your body moving, though. You have to. That's, that's it. I think we, get, we all get to, or we can get sucked into this. Um, you see a lot of it, I'm having a pyjama day, you know, where we're just going to get out of bed, I'm going to stay in our pyjamas or loungewear or whatever, and that's all we're going to do. In effect, what you're doing is you're festering. Um, and you're going to fester and fester and fester. And what, again, you're quite right, you've got to power, get past that, power through it, pack a punch straight through it, and get on and, and set yourself little tiny, little tiny goals, and I think there was a Navy uh, SEAL, uh, obviously American, I think he was a rear admiral. Uh, he's, he's, he's done a fantastic speech. The goal that you should be doing is when you wake up, make your bed. Absolutely. You've achieved one, you achieve one goal. And, and when I first heard that speech, I thought, you know what, that is, it's fantastic. Uh, and, it, and it does, it's like, oh, yeah, I've done that. But, you know, and you do look forward to that time you get back into your bed and bed's made, you know, so. Start your day with just a little, a little bit little of discipline. Goals. Start your day with just enough discipline to make your bed. And the morning is the rudder of the day. Absolutely critical. A set routine of what, uh, of what you you do. I mean, the first thing I do is, is I'm up, uh, I'll make my bed. 
Um, I can't do anything first without a coffee. I've got to have a cup of coffee. Yeah. And uh, and then I'm ready to rock and roll after that. Well, it's uh, just about what time is it here? My time. I got my phone off. But it's coffee time in the morning over here. It's uh, middle of the afternoon or uh, dinner time uh, where you're at. And Dean, thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. I'm going to have in the show notes uh, the different ways to access you, both on LinkedIn, Facebook, and your and your website. So those will be in the show notes. And um, Dean, thank you for being on Tango Romeo. Yeah, uh, Mark, uh, thanks a lot uh, for inviting me. Uh, and also, if, if you can just send me any information about uh, Operation Tango Romeo, um, you know, we'll... We'll share that as well because I'm sure there's guys who will go. Oh, I know. I'm talking. I'm going to be talking to somebody who completely who I don't know, but who's on the other side of the world. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to be able to offload it. So I'm sure there's going to be some of our guys that might want to join join you on a, a podcast. Well, that's fantastic because I know um, uh, it's only one percent of my uh, listeners are in the UK, and that's a absolute shame. So I'm trying trying to fix that and to grow the uh, UK audience. Actually, um, Australia uh, j- has grown by 500% in the last month. So that's that's wow. starting to take off there. And um, the the people that don't know about the resource can't be helped. So that, that's, that's what it's all about. It's a free resource, easy to access. And it, and it introduces uh, uh, the listeners to people like yourself. So Dean Owen... Thank you so much, and stay on the line after I uh, close out. You're yeah, listening. Cheers, cheers, brother. You're listening cheers, to Operation brother. Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help or PTS injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to trauma recovery is clear.